1: Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
2: The Three and Out podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to bet every moment more than with FanDuel. With football ending, we have the NBA rolling, March Madness right around the corner, and my personal favorite, betting on the PGA Tour. I cannot recommend it enough. You get winnings fast, and winnings are also delivered in under two hours. It's a fun to combine multiple bets from the same game parlay. No big deal. NBA, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. That would be what I would do. If you are new, just download the FanDuel app. To get started now, sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out podcast. It's like 7.30 at night, little inside the podcast. I waited today because I just, you know, I didn't want to record it lunchtime, and have a bunch of stuff happen. But for the most part, there hasn't been that much happen in the last several hours. So I've already recorded the podcast, just actually finished it, now I'm doing the Open. Just saw DJ Jones, actually a pretty good player, just signed with the Broncos, uh, I think three years, $30 million. That's a good signing. Uh, Well, I, I talk a lot about the quarterback movement, some thoughts on the Chargers, the Jets, Belichick, anything that happens, obviously Tuesday, Wednesday, Stuff that becomes official, you know, when Deshaun ends up getting traded, Jimmy G, uh, as some different things shake out. I'll react to all that come Friday. Uh, Middlecoff Mailbag, we're going to do it all on the weekend. At uh, John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Slide up into those direct messages and get your question answered. On the weekend, Middlecoff Mailbag, that's where we've been putting it. I usually do a Middlecoff Mailbag on the show, but I'm just going to save it all for later in the week uh, just because we got a lot going on. Obviously, we'll have a golf podcast out on Wednesday. Just watch the players. Nice little win by Cam Smith, and uh, let's let's dive into what's happening. Also, three and out podcast. If you listen on Collins' feed, please subscribe to the three and out feed. Separate. Share it with your friends. You can also share it with your enemies. You know, we 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 don't discriminate here. Friends, enemies, share with whoever you want. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast and uh, tell everyone you know about it. We're big into grassroots movements, and let's talk a little ball. Okay, let's dive right into the quarterbacks and uh, to piggyback off what we did on Sunday's podcast uh, on Tom Brady returning, you know, I, I think it's all been said in the last 24 hours how he never wanted to retire, forced into it. Regardless, the outcome is he's back and it had dramatic ramifications on the franchise. He saved the Buccaneers because to me, if he's not returning, that franchise is no longer no longer is viable for free agents. Jensen the center returns. Davis the corner returns. Godwin won't put up a stink being franchise tag. People want to be there. People gravitate toward greatness. People gravitated toward him when he was in New England. Now they're gravitating toward him when he's in Tampa. Now these guys have already been around him, but they want to stay. It's not like they're staying for free, but let's face it. Like to me if he had really retired and was having a good time with his kids and his wife, and was like, I'm done. Uh, It's over. I don't think they bring all these guys back. I'm not saying that they don't try, but the incentive for these guys, like, yeah, I'll go test the market, go see, I can go play somewhere else. I might not be able to win here anymore. Now, there are benefits, right? When he returns, just Tampa Bay, no state income tax, works their benefit. So they give a guy $30 million. You go to San Francisco, New York, or LA, or some of these other places, you make more money. But let's face it. Tom Brady is the straw that stirs this entire drink. And he wasn't that totally to me in New England. He was a big part of it. But you just knew with him and Belichick, to me you're going Tampa strictly for Tom Brady. Pretty special to say you get to play with Tom Brady. I think these guys know how good they have it. Uh, they've just been living it the last two years. And it's one of the great uh, you know, swing decisions I think we've seen in recent memory. It's going to have massive, massive implications on the field because we talked about the odds. I mean, they're immediately the NFC favorite. Now, I think just regardless of Vegas, you know, I think there are three or four teams that you go, yeah, they could easily win the NFC. They're going to win their division. And it's, you know, the final four of the NFC, Packers, uh, Rams, Bucks, and, you know, if Trey Lance is just solid, probably the Niners. Like, it's pretty good. Then it's hard to win in the playoffs, right? We saw how hard it was for the Bills and the Chiefs in that game. It can go either way. But that's all, that's all you can ask for. Have a shot, come mid-January, and the Bucs now have a shot. And because of quarterbacks. And ultimately, for as great as the day was, and we'll talk about a lot of different things, guards moving places, corners, quarterbacks make this league go. And they are by far the most valuable asset right now in all of sports. Because if you have a good one, you're guaranteed to win. And if you win in the NFL, you're, you're guaranteed to make money in the NFL no matter what, you will make money regardless. Your, your team could win three three games a season. The Jags have been atrocious for years. Every single season, with the revenue sharing check, Shad Khan gets you know, $250, $300 million. But when you win, you make so much more money through suites, excitement, you're able to profit off your own local fan base. And the easiest way to do that is not building a great team, It's landing a great quarterback because once you land a great quarterback, you're able to build the team and your mistakes get covered up fast. It's basically makeup, right? You can you can completely whiff on a second round pick. Like if you have Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes and no one would notice when you whiff on picks, when you have average to below quarterbacks, you get destroyed. and You ultimately get fired because your team's just going to suck. But when you miss on free agents and in the draft, which is not ideal, but let's face it, it literally happens to every franchise. Belichick's missed, the Steelers have missed, obviously Seattle missed for years. If you have a Hall of Fame quarterback or even just a high-level Pro Bowl guy, you're going to win. And there's a reason that Deshaun Watson, good quarterbacks, one, they don't change teams, right? At the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers will have played in Green Bay whenever his contract is official, you know, for 20-plus years. Tom Brady played in New England for 20 years. Peyton Manning was never going to move teams, but he had his major neck injury. If that neck injury never happens, he plays for the Colts for 18 years. Roethlisberger never changed teams. Rivers did at the very, very end, and then he just played one season. Great quarterbacks, Pro Bowl quarterbacks in their mid-20s. One, they don't change teams. Two, they're not available. Like, there is no availability with Patrick Mahomes. These... They're in a marriage. You know, there's a difference between a girl that's single and a girl that's married. Patrick Mahomes is married. Josh Allen is married. Herbert is, you know, not official yet because he's got to sign the big contract, but he's going to get married. Those guys are going nowhere. So you have no access to them as other teams. Like, for example, the Eagles right now. They would do anything. Can you imagine what they would trade for Justin Herbert? They would take my three ones, take two twos, I'll give you next year's one. You want Devontae Smith, What do you want, right? But that's not even on the option. Telesco would just hang up. So when Deshaun Watson, obviously he, you know, had this thing happen over the last year with the massage therapist. But don't forget that he had demanded a trade before that came out. Now we'll see as time goes on. Was him demanding a trade knowing that was going to come out? As of recording this, I don't know. I I don't have. I'm kind of Deshaun Watson out on terms of the whole story. Just tell me when it's final. Tell me when his situation is either figured out, he's going to get in trouble. I'm not a lawyer. I, I can't predict this stuff. I have no really opinion because I wasn't there. I just know as a player, he's really, really good. And when he's on the field, he's a top six or seven player. And he also happens to be 26 years old, right? In those top six or seven players, Brady's 44. Rodgers is 38. You know, Russell Wilson is, you know, 33, And then you got the Mahomes, the Allens, and the Herberts that are really, really young. So having a guy that's in his mid-20s, you can have that guy for another decade in his prime. And you don't need to pay this guy. He's under contract. For the next several years, he's making $35 million. So when these guys, when when Matt Stafford signs his contract extension, when Aaron Rodgers signs his contract extension, this guy's going to be making a lot less money. So it's a huge advantage to get a guy on a cost-controlled contract. That's why I'm a huge believer of trading picks for players over dabbling in free agency for the best player in free agency. Because when you're going to dabble in free agency for the best available player, one, it's usually not an elite player, but two, you usually have to pay elite money. Where I can get Khalil Mack for a second-round pick, he's on a cost-controlled deal. Now it's a lot of money, but he's under contract for the foreseeable future. Right when the Eagles traded for Darius Slay, he was under contract. I like trading for guys that are under contract now. Good players, it usually costs a premium pick, but I would rather do that than trade, you know, or or pay for a free agent. And at quarterbacks, they never become available. The best quarterback to hit the open market I mean, truly hit the open market Brady, that's such a unique circumstance. He was 43 years old. I'm talking about a guy in his late 20s, early 30s that's a Pro Bowl, or not even a Pro Bowl, but like a guy that every team's going to want that has a quarterback availability. The best one of the last decade's Kirk Cousins. And even going back would be Drew Brees, but he had a major injury. So guys like Deshaun Watson in his prime, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Lamar, these guys never hit free agency. So the only way to get a hold of them, one, they either have to demand a trade-like situation, or off the field, something has to go down. And because of Deshaun, he actually is not making as much as some of these other guys, but he was smart because he put the no trade clause in there. And as of recording this, you know, he's meeting with the Saints, the Panthers. He told Seattle to kick rocks. Hard to blame him because you just go, well, listen, Russell, like I said, a little bit of a diva. You know, I don't think he gets enough, uh, the, the diva... You know, that aura doesn't, you know, follow him hard enough. So I'm going to keep pounding the table. I can deal with Divas if you're great. You know, I can deal with LeBron James, right? I, I can deal with Aaron Rodgers. You better be great. Like, I don't, you know, it, it comes a couple more years, like Antonio Brown, get out of here, right? You you can only deal with Divas at other positions for so long. At quarterback, you can deal with them. And you can deal with them forever as long as they're good. So Deshaun Watson, who actually was, once upon a time, Dabo Sweeney called him Michael Jordan Clearly, the bloom's off the rose a little bit because there's some red flags on them right now. These teams are meeting with them. And to me, the team that has the most on the line, like ultimately the Saints, had an incredible 15-year run with Drew Brees. And now they're going through a transition. Do they want to continue to be good? For sure. Do they have pretty good players on their roster? 100%. But if they end up with Jimmy Garoppolo or rollback Jameis Winston, it's not the worst case scenario because their fan base has had it pretty good. To me, the Panthers are pretty desperate. Like, they have a brand new owner who paid cash for the franchise, who's one of the great stock traders in the history of America, and is desperate to be good. And since he's on the team, they've kind of been a joke. Now, I give him credit because I, I talk a lot of shit about the Chargers ownership because I always feel like they're cheap with their coaches. And it's one thing to be like, oh, they're signing players. Yeah, every team has money to sign players, right? You, you have a salary cap. You get the money from the league, from CBS, from ABC, from uh, NBC. You have that money. You kind of choose how much you want to pay a coach. And whether you're right or wrong, I appreciate, I say this all the time, I I admire people that take big swings. You're not always going to be right, right? Some of your big swings, you're going to miss the ball. But every once in a while, you're going to connect. You're going to hit some doubles, and you might hit a home run. So he went all in, and other people were interested on Matt Rule. Now it has not gone well. And the one thing I questioned with Matt Rule, he's already on a second offensive coordinator, like, what do you do, bro? Like, are you just CEO guy? Because Tomlin had worked in the NFL for a while. John Harbaugh had worked in the NFL for a while. You you spent one year in the NFL as an assistant offensive line coach, and now you're just CEO guy? And our offense sucks? But the easiest way to make CEO guy look good, because let's face it, a couple years ago, John Harbaugh was CEO guy with Joe Flacco at the quarterback and was about to get fired. And then they... You put in Lamar Jackson in the game and they've never looked back. So part of being CEO guy, Tomlin's been CEO guy for 15 years. He had the big guy from Ohio slinging the ball around. He's gotten like seven contract extensions. So if you're going to be CEO guy and you don't have a quarterback, you're fucked. It's over. And I think Tepper knows this from a franchise standpoint. They just need some buzz. Two, that obviously Brady comes back, but he is 45 years old. And this might even be his last year. Like, part of it is competing in that division. Atlanta's got going nowhere fast. Tampa, as long as Brady's there, they're going to win the division. But that could end, as we know now, any year. Like, do we assume he's going to play two years after this, or is this his last year? Because he said he wanted to play till 45. Well, now he's playing until he's 45. So, And if you get Deshaun, that means the Saints don't get Deshaun. And you're kind of in the driver's seat. And then from a Deshaun standpoint, you get to rely on David Tepper. The guy, you know, the owner puts all of his chips in the middle the table on you. It's a a no-brainer for the Texans, right? You trade pick six. So I want him to go to Carolina. That means I got two top six picks. I get rid of Deshaun. I get a couple more picks. And here's the other thing. We don't know for sure that Matt Rule knows what he's doing in the National Football League. So it could go poorly. Now, if you had Deshaun, you know, in that division, you'd still probably win five or six games. But that could be a pretty good pick. Like, it feels like pretty... I don't know why I would think so differently. Their teams is a lot better. The Broncos are going to win 10 games with Russell Wilson. Because we've seen, as long as Russell Wilson's your quarterback, no matter how shitty your team is, you're going to compete to win 9-10 games, if he's healthy for 17 of them. We've seen Deshaun Watson have an unreal year. They went 4-12. and Right? And the Dolphins ended up getting their pick. <laughs> the Niners ended up using that on Trey Lance with the trade, but that's how they got it. Because of the Texans' disastrous season. So if I'm Deshaun Watson... I'm interested in Carolina. Go back to the homeland. Go to an area I'm comfortable with. If I'm David Tepper, all my chips are in the middle of the table. One, I do not want him to go to the Saints. Right? I'd much rather have me get him and force the Saints to play with Jameis Winston or Jimmy Garoppolo. And then, obviously, I got Deshaun Watson. And if I'm the Texans, like I am praying this gets figured out. The Browns, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I want to go to Cleveland. Now, it makes sense why Cleveland is interested. Baker, they're not going to give him a long-term contract. Uh, This... Like I said, there just aren't that many opportunities to get a guy like this. They do not become available. And uh, hell, you see, I've said it over and over. Everyone acts like Kirk Cousins is the worst quarterback they've ever seen. There's a reason he gets keeps getting extended. They could do way worse. They had worse quarterbacks before he showed up. Do, ideally, do you love paying him $35, $40 million? No. But you're kind of stuck because he's still way better than anything you can do. And the draft sucks with quarterbacks. That's the other part of this. The draft Sucks with quarterbacks. So these teams, they're like, I'm gonna draft Kenny Pickett, who's like a poor man's Mac Jones. I'm gonna draft Malik Willis, who is a major project, who's six feet tall. I'm gonna draft Desmond Ritter, whose comp is like Mariota. Like that's what we're talking about here. Like last year, we had Trevor Lawrence, best prospect since Andrew Luck, Justin Fields. Elite prospect. 6'3, huge arm, big wheels, Ohio State. Trey Lance, characters elite, physical attributes, major project, kind of like Josh Allen, but more accurate. Long way to go, but like that's Mac Jones, ready made Kirk Cousins. Like that was the draft. This one is not even close. So the, that that even drives up the price on these quarterbacks. It's why the Steelers, like, listen, the Steelers are excellent at drafting. They're excellent at team building. They have produced offensive linemen, running backs, tight ends, wide receivers that have been unreal, defensive guys at every level, pro bowlers, all pros, they're as good as it gets. They can build a football team. But let's face it, they have been pretty spoiled. And they get credit because they drafted the player, but he went on to have like a 15, 16 year Hall of Fame career. Maybe even longer than that. 04 is when he was drafted. They haven't had to find another quarterback. They literally have not even had to worry about it. And the first time they did, as he started to age, they drafted Mason Rudolph in the third round. Mason Rudolph is not a good NFL player. To me, he's a below-average backup. So they can can draft and trade and sign their way out of anything. They've proven it at every position. But quarterback is the one spot you cannot do that. You, You can't just figure it out because there aren't that the supply and demand there just aren't that many available so and then when they are everyone's fighting for them. and you look at the Steelers who I don't even blame them like what are they supposed to do but they signed Mitch Trubisky and to me Mitch Trubisky's is not very good at football now I get why they did it if I was them I would have gone Mitch Trubisky over like trading for Jimmy Garoppolo and paying him 27 million dollars as of recording this I haven't seen any of the money on Mitch I'd assume it's not that much money but, and listen, Roethlisberger was a shell of himself. But if you watch Roethlisberger at certain points, like he's still pretty smart, he could still have his moments. Like, I do not trust Ms. Trubisky at all. I don't care how much talent you have around him. He is not a natural player. He is a thrower, not a pitcher, right? He just, he is not an artistic player. And that's probably even the wrong way to put it. He just doesn't have any touch. And then he has to plan a division against Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. And listen, I don't love Baker Mayfield, but that team should be pretty good. Like, I, I don't know. Like, if Baker Mayfield is healthy, I would take Baker Mayfield over Ms. Trubisky in a heartbeat. And I'm not a big Baker Mayfield guy at all. So you have the fourth best quarterback. I, and listen, I don't, like I said, I don't necessarily, I don't know what their options were. They don't have many, they don't, I don't even think you could argue they have a better option. If anything, it might just be equal. Sign Mariota, Jimmy just costs too much. But I can't expect them to win. And I I think they've been pretty spoiled that this is the first time. Like, it's hard to pivot. It's easy to get stuck kind of in quarterback purgatory. And this goes back to Cousins. Everyone's like, why does he keep getting paid? Do you know what the Pittsburgh Steelers would do for Kirk Cousins? They would would do anything. I mean, they, they would trade their first round pick right now to have Kirk Cousins be their starting quarterback. Could they win the Super Bowl with him? Probably not. But could they make the playoffs pretty easily? Not like last year where, let's face it, they got pretty lucky. Like legitimately be a 10-11 win team. Yes. I I just can't see them competing with Ms. Trubisky. I, I, I really can't.
0: Start your bracket with a bang. Right now, FanDuel Sportsbook, giving new customers $150 instant bonuses guaranteed. You get $150 bucks and a bonus site credit. All you have to do is place your first bet of 5 bucks or more. How you bet the bracket's up to you. Choose from the money line, totals, prop bets, so much more. Plus, with cash out, the ball's in your court, so you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is over. Join FanDuel today. The promo code is always Colin. Place a $5 bet to score $150 in bonus site credit guaranteed. Promo code C-O-L-I-N. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline line Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
2: When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash j-o-h-n. That's linkedin.com slash j-o-h-n to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, On the Chargers, I gave them credit for Khalil Mack. Because when you have resources available to you, you have to use them. When you have the rookie quarterback who is not making any money, meaning you have cap space, You have to utilize that to your advantage. It has to happen, right? And the resources available to them, they had a lot of cap space. They've used it well, and they've been aggressive on high-end players. Trade for Khalil Mack, it's my favorite move of the last week. Because you get a guy who, when healthy, is an elite player for a second-round pick who's on a cost-controlled deal. It doesn't mean he doesn't cost nothing. He costs a lot but it's controlled. You know exactly how much you owe him, and you have him under contract for several years. Resigning Mike Williams, smart move. You got this elite route runner in Keenan Allen. You got this big body, big playmaker with Mike Williams. Now go add a speed guy in the draft. Now add defensive guys, because I said over and over, they need to add to the defense. Because everyone keeps saying, Middlecoff, you're so hard on Brandon Staley. Well, now I think the pressure has ramped up. They signed J.C. Jackson basically three years. I saw $60 million or five years. I don't know. They get $40 million guaranteed. So J.C. Jackson's on their team for the next several years. Add Khalil Mack. To me, the pressure keeps ramping up on this guy. Understandable. You had to double down. Russell came to the division. The Chiefs are still sweet. The Raiders beat you last year in a must-win game. I would say this, and I said it last year. People thought I was crazy that if he didn't win that game against the Raiders, it was a fireable offense. He had a dramatically better team. And of course, he lost by doing stupid stuff. Now, I didn't think he was going to get fired. Dean Spanos lives, you know, to make sure if he's going to pay someone, they're going to work for him. So he was going to fire him. And clearly, they like him, his analytical whatever you consider it. But now, anything less in the playoffs, when you have a top-five quarterback, and now you've added talent to the defense... They got all their draft picks. I guess they out the second round pick, but they still have their first round pick. They're going to add another sweet player. I think the pressure on Brandon Staley, now it's not like Philly or New York or Boston, because ultimately they're second fiddle in their own town. They are a tenant in a building where the Rams literally just won the Super Bowl. So you can tell me, oh, middle cop, the Rams aren't even the top team. No, when you start winning Super Bowls, that's how you develop fans. Because the majority of fans aren't super diehard. Unless you're talking like the Steelers and the Packers. Most fans are casual. The reason the Lakers have so many fans is because they've accumulated so many casual fans over the last 30 years. The reason the Cowboys have the biggest numbers on TV because they have the most amount of casual fans. So the Rams, because they're all fighting for it in L.A., and you have Lincoln Riley, the Dodgers are sweet, there's a lot going on. But they also have like 18 million people or something live in L.A. County. So you have a large, large market. Well, you got to do something when you have this star young quarterback who is unreal to watch. Who watches Justin Herbert and go, God damn, this guy's not sweet. I'd love this guy to play for me. So, it, to me, there's just tangible pressure on Brandon Staley. Like, anything less than not making the playoffs this year, what are we doing? Like, you, you guys just wasted two years of, of Justin Herbert. I think, the, I think all, all the pressure's on them. Zero excuses. It's going to be difficult. That's the other thing. It's going to be really, really hard. It's not like they play in the you know some the NFC East. I guess actually the division had a couple of playoff teams, but just a terrible the a, the NFC North is probably a better example, right? Russell Wilson, Mahomes, J- Derek Carr. Good luck, buddy. Uh, give the Jets some credit. They had to like listen. I'm not the biggest Zach Wilson guy. Uh, some of my friends in the league that, you know, have rings on their finger, aren't the biggest Zach Wilson guys, they actually kind of influenced me. And then watching him, like, listen, he's got a long way to go. Does have some physical attributes, but you're all in on him. You drafted him second overall, and it was just one season. You have to help him out. So what did they do? They went out and they signed CJ Uzama, the tight end from Cincinnati, comes from a winning culture. The team was just in the Super Bowl. Really good player. I, I, I like that player a lot, actually. Whenever I watch the Bengals, I'm like, who's 87? This guy's a playmaker. And they added Lankin Tomlinson, the guard for the Niners. So they had two guys who are used to winning starters on playoff teams. One guy started in the Super Bowl, the other guy started in the NFC Championship game. Immediate plug-and-play starters for your team. at On, on offense that can impact your quarterback. So now the Jets, who, let's face it, need to start winning some games. Like, the Jets can't just continue to be a joke. They also have two first-round picks, right? They have their own, which is in the top 10, and they have Seattle's because of the Jamal Adams trade, which is a top-20 pick because Seattle went 7-10. and 10. So they have the opportunity to really, really improve their team. And when you look at the Jets now, they have Becton, who I know Salah said he's going to have to earn his starting job. Bullshit. He's going to be the starting left tackle. They drafted the kid last year from SC, so they now they have two guards who, in theory, should be really good. So you got two guards, you got a starting left tackle, you probably draft another offensive lineman, uh, you add a tight end. You drafted last year Elijah Elijah Moore in the second round, who should be a really good player out of Ole Miss. You drafted one of the running backs from North Carolina, who's a good player, I think, in the fourth round. So you started accumulating some players. Like now, there's going to be some pressure for Zach Wilson to play well. Because the Patriots, and we'll get into Belichick here in a second, are going to be solid. And we know the Bills are a powerhouse. So th- I-, I give the Jets some credit. Good day. Do I love paying 31-year-old guards $28 million guaranteed? No, but you know if, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to improve an offensive line with a young quarterback. I- I'm all for it. If I'm going to overpay, I'll overpay an offensive lineman. Now, he better not be like Nate Solder. And luckily, LaFleur worked with him when he was with San Francisco, so he knows him well easy scheme fit, easy transition, a lot of free agents that fail, right? When I, if you're a sales guy and I, we work in construction and I sell, let's say I need a guy to sell alarms and then another guy to sell, you know, uh, doors. I am just making it, I don't even know if you sell doors. Well, if you're on a construction sites all the time and you know a lay of the land, like if you're a good salesman, I can steal you. You can sell alarms, you can sell doors, you can sell roofs, you can sell the concrete. Like if you can sell in the industry, you can sell, right? Well, in football, just because I can play guard, if I can play guard for the Steelers, that does not mean that I'd be a good guard for the Niners. It's not that easy of a transition, even though it's a guard, right? Just like salesmen. Most salesmen kind of translate. Most players in the NFL translate to the scheme they're having success on. There are certain players, right? Khalil Mack could play an Aaron Donald, you know, uh, Devonte Adams, uh, Jalen Ramsey, Minka Fitzpatrick, right? The high end guys can do anything, just like in society. A smart guy. I was listening to uh, the Josh Brown's podcast, The Compound, and they were talking about the Kyle, Kyle uh, Carl Icon documentary. I think I've mentioned it before. It's on HBO. You know, it's basically I think Gordon Gecko was portrayed parts of him after Carl Icahn. This guy's just a business killer. And uh, he was the guy with the airline, you know, in in the original Wall Street that Gordon Gecko like, made bankrupt and fired everybody. The same thing happened to Carl Icahn. But their point was that Carl Icahn, whether he was going to become a venture capitalist, a stock guy, whether he went to Hollywood, or whether he ran a tech company, the guy, 100 out of 100 times, was going to be worth a billion plus dollars. The guy was going to nail it in any industry. Translated, no matter where he went. Too smart. Too relentless. Too much just grit involved, also combined with intelligence. Like, that combination, when you show me someone who's super intelligent and relentless, that guy it's almost impossible for that guy to fail. Unless he's got, like, drug addiction or something, that guy's not going to fail. It might not happen immediately, but he will have success. Where just like good players, you can put them anywhere in football and they will succeed. Most players are not that. They don't transcend scheme. So when I sign a free agent, I better know for certain he fits in my scheme. It's why it's a lot easier to find when you get new assistant coaches or a new head coach or new coordinators to bring guys from their former teams. Now, you ideally don't want to overpay it, but you know it's going to work. Unless the guy is over the hill or has an injury. Because you've seen it work. right? It's a plug and play thing. That's just not the case for most players. That's why free agency can be pretty dicey. I also think Belichick, who let, you know, uh, J.C. Jackson walk. I think Belichick has a pretty good history of not overpaying guys that aren't worth overpaying. This knock on Belichick that he doesn't give second contracts or doesn't pay anyone is kind of bullshit. He has extended a lot of good players in his tenure, right? Think about it. Logan Mankins got a second contract. Richard Seymour got a second contract. Devin McCourty's now got several contracts. Gronk got multiple contracts. Like, he gives, if you're an elite player and you're worth the money, he will give you a second contract. He paid Gilmore as a free agent, which was before his spending spree last year because Gilmore had elite talent. To me, J.C. Jackson, it's I understand letting him walk. The only problem is, Is they've been pretty good, right? They got Malcolm Butler, undrafted free agent, J.C. Jackson, unique story because he was kicked out of school. Like he's clearly would have been drafted in like the second or third round, but had some burglary stuff, uh, you know, some character stuff, and uh, made him fall in the draft. But how many times is this going to happen? Like, it's just I don't think you just get an unlimited amount of these hits. And one thing the Patriots really held, hung their hat on last year to make them a competitive team and get them to the playoffs and really solid team is they were excellent on defense and they ran the ball. Well, they're losing their number one corner. So who are you replacing them with? Now they got draft picks and Belichick, for the most part, historically, is much more patient than aggressive. I would have, and people around where I live, wanted the 49ers to give J.C. Jackson. Like, I'm cool with not giving him huge money. I get why the Chargers did it, but it is pretty risky. Like, is the guy a $20 million player? I know technically average per year doesn't make 20, but when you guarantee 40 million, to me, I always look at it like, that's like a two-year contract. You know, I look at the guaranteed money because a lot of the other money doesn't mean anything to me. Like Christian Kirk, Trent Baalke, the village idiot. He gave him, you know, $85 million over... No, he gave him $37 million guaranteed. So basically he's tied to him for two years. But that's a lot of money. Like to me, Christian Kirk is like a third wide receiver. But that's what happens when you're desperate. And there's no more desperate team than the Jacks. Because they always suck, I mean they always suck, and they have all this cap space. So you got to use it on someone, and there aren't there aren't really any receivers. What are they going to do? Resign Allen Robinson, (laughs) right? You can't Allen Robinson ain't going back to the Jags. So this is probably the only option of guys you can sign. Where it's like I, you know, I don't know. I just I don't necessarily love that, but it's the Jags. I don't expect them to be very good, but we'll see. Are you looking for the hottest gambling advice out there? Check out the Moneyline Monaco podcast powered by FanDuel every weekday. Our guy Alex Monaco will give you his best bets, including game picks, props, same game parlays, and much more. Monaco is in another groove and has won nearly 60% of his bets all time. So don't miss your chance to make some money by downloading the Moneyline Monaco wherever you get your podcast.
1: Only on the Volumes Podcast Network. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere.
2: Roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash cash. I also think if your team, you know, your team, by the time you're listening to this, you know, I'm finishing recording this about seven o'clock at night. Uh, There's no, you know, I I can't control the breaking news. But if, if your team didn't sign a bunch of people today, historically, like, this is not a day when you nail big players. Right? You fill holes, but for the most part, you don't find stars. Every once in a while, there's a Drew Brees, a Charles Woodson, a guy that changes a franchise. But, a lot of times, you just get a really good player. You know, if you hit. Right? And if you miss, like, it can have some ramifications because you overpaid. But, You know, I don't think for as much fun as the word free agency is, because let's face it today and this week represents the most fun part of the year for fans, because like you can kind of put your GM hat and go, that's what I would have done. I would not have done that. I wish we would have done that. This guy got too much money. It's really one of the only industries because it's so public And there are only, you know, 32 options for employment, right? Like when a lot of people, people change jobs all the time. Imagine if LinkedIn just had updates on your friends. It's like, you know, James, this guy you knew from high school, went from making ninety five k, He just got an enormous raise. Apple VP now making $210,000 with some stock options. And that was just nonstop on LinkedIn. And you would just have opinions, right? That's kind of what this is but of way more money. It's not like normal people jobs. You know, uh, Bill, your buddy from college, just signed uh, as a salesman with this new startup. Base salary relatively low, $65,000, but the opportunity to hit bonuses and make up to $375K. Big risk here, incentive-laden, but with his skills, he can probably at minimum hit 300 Gs. You know, that's that's kind of what we're doing just with professional athletes. Now, you're just, you know, I'm dropping numbers like 200 dollars $300,000. You're talking about guys signing for $28, $30, $50, $60, $40 million guaranteed, right? That I, I always think it's funny, you know, in, in other sports, like, dude, finally got the bag. It happens a lot in the NBA when a guy signs his first quote unquote max. It was like $80 million or $100 million. It's like life changing money. Wait, you mean, that guy was a top-five pick. You know, his previous contract was $28 million. Last time I checked, that's life-changing money. So we're, we're talking just boo goo bucks. Uh, this is all Monopoly money because of how much interest we all have. But I, I just think that guys hit free agency for a reason. This is not professional baseball, where, you know, in my backyard, one of the biggest poverty franchises in the history of pro sports because of their ownership, the Oakland A's, never pay anybody and always trade away their best players. Where in the NFL, the Green Bay Packers, You know, it's not like they're in New York City or LA. If they want to keep Aaron Rodgers and they want to keep Devontae Adams, they are keeping both those two players and they are paying them a lot of money. If that was the equivalent in Major League Baseball, those guys would not be on the Green Bay Packers anymore. In the NBA, I would say both those guys would probably stay too. So what makes the NFL... A a little like the NBA. The difference in the NBA is guys are always demanding trades. In the NFL, for the most part, like if you get Devontae Adams or you get Aaron Donald or you get, you know, whoever, uh, uh, Micah Parsons, right? Sweet Fletcher Cox, regardless of the city you're in, you can pay them. And I would say that 98% of big time difference making players that aren't like, you know, getting trouble off the field. Get extended by their home team. Never change, you know, laundry. Because in football, you don't like you're not letting Justin Jefferson play wide receiver for someone else in a couple years. You're going to give him a massive extension in two years. Just what you do, right? There's no you're not flirting with free agency with your top players. They stay on your team. So really, the group of names you're looking at. And listen, I if you followed it today, which if you're listening to this, you probably did. It is a lot of random names, right? It's like C.J. Uzama signs. That's not George Kittle or Travis Kelsey, right? Those guys aren't hitting free agency. It's like uh, Roger Saffold sign. That's not Quentin Nelson. Lakin Tomlinson, 31 years old, who the 49ers was a bust, traded a fifth-round pick for once upon a time, ultimately let walk, and now we'll get a fourth-round comp pick because if you're them, you can't pay a guard that much money. You just have too many needs. I'm not a huge believer in paying guards and centers big money in free agency unless you have a rookie quarterback and are desperate at offensive line. Then I think you can justify it. But even then, it gets a little risky. If you hit on it, you feel pretty good. But if you miss on a center and you're overpaying, like last year, and for the most part, that should be a plug-and-play position. It should be, last year, the uh, dude from Green Bay, Corey Lindley, Lindsley, I think, uh, hit free agency, Chargers sign him, boom, immediate starter. It's easy. Obviously, all these guys, once you pay them, are immediate starters. But uh, it really is one of the times of the year. Uh, I, I would put it second behind the draft when you really change your team, right? The draft, free agency, and the waiver wire cutdown. And I would include in the waiver wire cutdown trades. You can make a lot of trades during training camp. Now, they're on the margin trades. Like you can trade a fifth round pick for a guard, you can trade a six round, six round pick for a corner. Like you can make little moves and those guys can end up starting for you. The draft is when you change your franchise. Free agency is when you plug holes in the boat. And the the waiver wire is when you incrementally improve your team right before the season. That's the three times a year when a general manager and a front office get to impact the football team. Other than that, coach, coach them up. It's coaches really impact the majority of, you know, obviously once the season starts, they're in control. And the, the front office really turns their head and turns their mind. What The cool part about free agency from a scouting perspective, if you're a pro scout in the NFL, you have been working on this since training camp, evaluating guys that were going to become free agents, cap casualties, right? People that may not be resigned, like uh, practice squad guys that might become available. So this is a little bit like the draft. The draft is truly year-round. This is you know five, six months of work, though. So, you know, you get to put it together. And really, the good teams, you isolate and you pick a couple guys. The the Eagles are great at this. They pick two or three guys, they get their sights set, and they attack. They did it a couple years ago with Hargraves, who's an awesome defensive lineman for them. They did it today with Hassan Reddick from Carolina that had 11 sacks. You know, you're not, this isn't a shotgun blast, right? You don't just blast your shotgun and hope a couple people sign on. This isn't college recruiting. You isolate a couple guys that you really want and you get really aggressive. But you also have a number that you're like, I'm not going above this. I'm not going to... We're not playing with fake money here. We're playing with real dollars. So I have a a number and I also have to fit it into the cap that makes sense. I can't go any higher in this. But I leave myself a little wiggle room. Like if I need to add a couple million dollars, the agent kind of knows I can. Especially if he knows I really want the player. So really, you have to court... It's like a girl, right? When you're first, you know, kind of getting with her you don't want to seem overly aggressive you you want to play it just perfectly then you get to that stage it doesn't matter anymore but early on you kind of got to you got to play it cool but you can't play it too cool you got to let her know she likes you but you don't want to look like obsessive there's just kind of middle ground and then you know once you go on a couple of dates sleep together then it's you're off and running right same same deal like the last couple of weeks you've been feeling it out as a gm You're like, you know, we're really interested in your client. We have about this much money. And the agent, you know, I don't blame him. He's always trying to get the most money because he's got a percent of that money. So the more money, I did the math. Mike McCartney, the dude that represents Kirk Cousins, in all of his contracts just for the Vikings, just for the Minnesota Vikings, I think he's made up to like $185 million. His original contract was $85 million. Then he just signed a $35 million extension. And a couple years ago, he signed a $66 million extension. So you do like 66 plus 80. Now you're at 146 plus another 35. I mean, you're at hundred. You're at 1.180 million million. Well, if you get a couple percent of that, you're talking $3.8 million just for the agent negotiating the contracts. So you, you want – there's nothing like a quarterback. You get a Josh Allen. Hell, you get a Kirk Cousins. You get a Dak Prescott. Obviously, Mahomes, a Matt Stafford. They print you money. They, you know, tight ends and the wide receivers; those guys are good. There ain't nothing like a quarterback. Nothing, but the other positions, you know, you gotta gotta you gotta be careful with your cash. And there there's a back and forth with the agents, and it's it's fun. You know, it's the it's the fun part in the you know kind of the chess game that goes back and forth between the two of them. It's probably a little bit less now. Just because, you know, like when I was, if you're listening to this, you're my age in your 30s. You know, in the 90s, they're just, the cap was a lot smaller. There wasn't as much money. The difference between making a million dollars a year and $3 million was a big deal. Now, I mean, is making $10 million and $11.5 million that big of an issue? Is it going to change your life? It won't change where you're going to live. It won't change the amount of cars you can buy. It won't change the amount of free cash you're going to have, really. You know, especially if you get the right accountant. You know, back in the day, you really had to fight for the margins. Now, I mean, we're talking, what the hell, when your tax bill comes in four years, is the difference between getting $38 million guaranteed and $36.5 million, you wouldn't even notice. It's a line item. You're talking so much fucking money anyway, that it's just, you're talking monopoly money with 99.9% of human beings. And uh, it's the agents, they got to work, the agents versus the GMs. But it can't really be too contentious because ultimately you got to work together. And once you sign the player, you want to carry on a good relationship. I mean, it's a business partnership, right? And it's different than a true business partnership because you're really dealing with the human being every day. You, if, if me and you buy a building and we go in halfsies on it, if there's a building worth a million dollars and you go, you know, we need $200,000 for the down payment. You give $100,000, I give $100,000. We we're going 50-50 on it. In in a couple years, that building is worth four million dollars. So now we got three million dollars of equity or one point five a pop, right? It's pretty black and white, you know. We uh, you know, depending on like did one guy find the tenants or whatever. But if we just split it 50-50, it's pretty easy. Where and we're not doing it, the building is it's in itself, right? But ultimately, if you and I, if I'm the GM and I sign you and we're into a contract and now we're, you know, ultimately partners, because I need you to be good. <laughs> but it's you're still you're still the product. So I have to massage depending on who you are. It's why linemen tend to be pretty easy. They don't need much massaging. Sometimes, you know, you get a wide receiver or you get a DB. Uh, you know, if you don't know the person, that's what's great about the draft. You get to draft the player, you get to get a good feel for him during this time, you know the character stuff, then you get to draft them, and then you get to mold them. It's like when you get hired out of college and you intern at a place and then you get hired full time and then you work there for several years, the company culture kind of sculpts you as much as yourself sculpting to the company. You kind of become one. You know what they expect. You know how you operate well to do to excel. It's like uh, a pretty good marriage. It's why the Patriots have kept Slater and McCourty and these guys forever because they've same with his coaches, why he brings these guys up. You know, he's not into the occasional he'll bring a guy in. But for the most part, historically, before last year, he was very, very careful with the guys he brought in. Because you just don't know how they've been taught. You can hear rumors all you want. But unless you have a coach on your staff that's been around the guy when he was in the league, you know, you don't really know, right? It's not like... Because if I got to sign you to a three-year contract, right? When you get... If you're going to marry someone, usually go on several dates... Usually, date the person for six months, a year, a year and a half before you hit each other, right? But in in free agency, you've evaluated them on tape. But as we know, there's more to players than just the tape. You're dealing with them six months a year, every single day in the building. Is he a good guy? Is he simply a free agent because the team let him test the market? Was he simply replaceable? Did they have a backup? I mean, you've got to ask these questions. To feel comfortable with doing these deals, I mean these are these are big investments. You know, the number one investments that any NFL team will make, besides like their stadium, is going to be you know free agent and draft picks. That's where you're giving all your money to, and extending players. It's your players. They're your talent. They're your product. So it's it's a fun time of year. Obviously, by the time you listen to this, hopefully none of this is too outdated. And uh, see in a couple of days. Keep it rocking and rolling. And who knows where we go? Gilmore, Jimmy G. Uh, we got some names out there. Got some names out there. We'll keep our head on a swivel and we'll see how this all shakes out. Uh, the draft, though, you know, I like the draft a little more in free agency, but free agency is fun. You know, if you're some of these teams, I'd be excited. Now, Deshaun Watson moves teams. That's that's a good free agent transaction. Um, uh, that's gonna be something to keep an eye on. Appreciate everyone listening. Adios, Godspeed, talk soon.